Good Old Boy Podcast, where we are champions of the common man. I'm your host, Buster Caballero. Thanks for tuning in. We sit down with certified good old boys and discuss how they're doing life, how they're getting by, their tips, their tricks, and getting down to the how to live life right by good old boy standards. So, sit back, relax, fix your cocktail, and let's get to the show. In 1962, the Assumption High paper wrote that this football team will be at best lucky to win two games. Coach Shaw had just come off of a winning season where he had lost all but two of his starting players. That year, 12 graduating seniors would step up and be the varsity starters for the Assumption High Mustangs in Louisiana. They were Craig Bull Boudreau, Jerome Jerry Barbera, Gerald Paco Marquette, Frankie Cobbler Lacasillo, Gary Gabu Caballero, James Moccasin Morales, Louis T. Joe Landry, Richard Talbot, Johnny Big John Costanza, Lawrence Snake Boudreau, Donald Don Boudreau, and Gaston Chuck Bordas. Coached by Coach Elton Shaw, Louis Carlisle, and Henry Robichaux. That year, that team did not win two games. This team won eight and only lost two. Out of the eight games they had won, seven were shutouts. Now, A story that started in 1962 has now in 2019 continued. For the past several years, this graduating class of 1962 has met and reconnected every year in Natchez, Mississippi. A few of the Mustangs are gone, but are remembered fondly by those who are still there. Coach Elton Shaw still gathers with the kids, as he calls them, to reminisce about that year and to hear that this season did not go as planned. When asked Coach Shaw which game was most memorable to him, his response of quickly saying, any one that we won surprised me the most. What you will hear is Coach Shaw's words, as well as Gary's, and Moccasins, and Big John's, and Snake's, and Paco's, and Bull, and about what it's like still getting together. I was very fortunate enough to be welcomed in on this weekend, the second weekend of March, and spend time with these gentlemen, talking to them, hearing their stories, laughing with them. And being amazed that something as simple as a high school football game could bond these men together and still enjoy the reunite that comes every second weekend in March. The laughter, the jokes, 
the taunting, but more importantly, the brotherhood. Listen up, folks. This one's good. If you're on YouTube, you can watch this interview and see these grown men in their 70s still have that little bit of 18 and 17-year-old senior still in them. Here's my interview with the 1962 Assumption High Mustang senior class and their coach, Elton Shaw. All right. Welcome, everybody. I'm sitting here with Gary Caballero, better known as my dad, and Coach Shaw, his high school football coach. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome, Buster. So we're here for – explain to me what's going on. Many years ago, about nine years ago, Coach Shaw and I met at a little restaurant in uh, uh, Kentwood. He and I had lunch, and the year before, Coach Shaw had coached a football team to the South Louisiana State Championship. So we had lunch, and after lunch, I asked him, I said, Coach, I said, after coaching the championship team, I said, the year next, we came up, little experience, no experience at all hardly I said do, do you even remember our team and we're sitting on a little bench outside this restaurant in Kentwood not only did he remember every player but he remembered every game that we played and how we played them and 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 I was awed so I asked coach I said coach if I started gathering the fellas together can can we have a little gathering at my place in Mississippi and he says oh Gary he says I'd love to come and join you so I started putting it together, and here we are nine years later that every year we're still gathering. We had one year that we missed. That was when I moved from my lease to the place that I own now on the deck. And uh, here we are. Every year, the second weekend in March, we gather. We have great food, great camaraderie. Uh, it's good to see all the boys that you played ball with. And uh, it sure is good to have Coach Shaw with us. He was an inspiration to all of us. Next to our pops, I think Coach influenced us more than anything. And uh, I guess I've talked enough right now. Let's turn it over to Coach. <laughs> well, this is uh, <coughs> a group of people that's held a special place in my heart for the last 60, 65 years, I guess. And... Uh, as Gary told you, the way that uh, these reunions came about was just a happen-up kind of thing. We sat on the bench and talked about it. But when we got started with them nine years ago, it's just been real special for me to come here and meet with these, I still refer to them as kids, uh, although they're in their 70s now. Um, but we've had some fantastic times. Uh, good reunions, a lot of camaraderie, and um, it's just been a great, uh, great experience dealing with these uh, these men. So, Coach, what what was so significant about this group of guys, this this team, this 
and these are all seniors from the class of 62, right, Dad? Correct. And, and so y'all, y'all game was 61? 61, year 61. We what, played. what was so significant? Well, in 1960, we had played for the AA state championship. Now, understand, we're playing in the second highest classification in Louisiana what, uh, football. Now, which high school was this at? This was at Assumption High School. And uh, I was a young coach at that time and had a tremendous year the year before and almost won the state championship, but we lost in the final game. And we just cleaned how graduated everybody. I don't think we had a – maybe had one starter returning – uh, a bunch of very small uh, kids for that size football. We played and beat people that we didn't belong in the same parish with, much less on the same football field. Their work ethics was outstanding. Uh, their devotion to the game was outstanding. And we, we just had uh, what it looked like was going to be a real down year was one of the most tremendous years I ever had in coaching. And uh, as I said, they've just always held a special place in my heart. So you get a, you get a team, young, skinny, <laughs> skinny guys, after you just graduated, you just went to state. Yeah. And you, you have a whole new team you've got to form. Yeah. You're, you're starting a slate over. These guys are coming up. How many games were y'all supposed to win? Uh, people in town wanted to know if, if I thought we could win three games. And I told them I didn't know what three they, they would be. <laughs> uh, we were so small. Uh, we, we just – and I, again, let me emphasize, we're playing in the second highest classification in Louisiana football. We were playing – uh, the, the district championship game against Thibodeau, uh, they averaged probably 235 from end to end in, uh, in the line. We averaged maybe 150. Uh, on one run, they beat us seven to nothing for the district championship. So we just, uh, they were a battling bunch of kids <coughs> that didn't think they could be beat. And they were very, very special group to me. So, Dad, what what do you think it was that you know y'all came in and y'all weren't supposed to win, but maybe two, but y'all go eight and two. Buster, what, what was the mentality of the team at that time? When when we first started, we had returning Letterman, Jerome. We had T. Joe and Craig. Right, Coach. I think those were the only three that had any type of experience. And we came in, and, and, and Coach just molded us. I, I wanted to play football. I didn't know what position I wanted to play. I started off as a nin, and then one day Coach came to me and gave me a 68 jersey and said, you're playing guard. Coach just found who wanted to play football and where he put them. And, 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 and when he taught us, we wanted to do exactly what he told us. But these were some hard-hitting boys. They wanted to hit somebody. They wanted to play football. And I guess them telling us that we couldn't sort of motivated us to say, we will. We wound up with an 8-2 and two record, and seven of the eight teams we shut out. 
And we lost to Morgan City, which was a powerhouse. We lost to Thibodeau, and Thibodeau was a powerhouse. But the rest of them, we, we just went out and we showed them we wanted to play football. So, Coach, you get this team. How do you, how do you start molding these guys? How do you start, you know, how, how long have you been a coach? How long had I been a coach at that time? Uh, two years. Two years. Two years. Two years. And uh, I, it was an, a unique situation. I got the coaching job. I, I came out of college and I went to Assumption High School as an assistant coach for one year. The head coaching job came open. I had no idea of applying for it. Some of my friends in uh, uh, Napoleonville said, you go apply for that job. So I did. I got the job by a five to four vote of the school board. So I was kind of on probation in the beginning. Uh, Luckily, in my first year, we won 10 games. And the second year, we played for the state championship. So I pretty well established myself that I I could coach. And uh, from there, we just... uh, then came on the 61 team, which was uh, really amazing, the things that they did. What, what did you see as your biggest thing that you had to overcome with, with this these group of gentlemen, these young men at the time, yeah. you know, these kids? Uh, they just were hard workers, and as Gary said, they wanted to play. They, they had a great want to about them, and I think that's what, what made it made the team that we were <laughs> dad do you think it's y'all weren't supposed to win so y'all said we're just gonna hurt everybody bust let me let me let me show you how this unity came together that 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 we cared for one another and if you look on this table you'll see a bunch of cups and and when we started gathering I got a cup for each one of the football players and the coaches. And you'll see some are turned up and some are turned down. And we started something called the last Mustang standing. We lost two of our coaches and the two mugs are turned down. We lost Louis T. Joe Landry. He never was able to make one of these reunions, but we still remember T. Joe, we talk about him. And this year we have the sad, sad situation of having to turn Lawrence Boudreaux's mug down. Lawrence was a heck of a young guy, played football, gave it his whole heart. And one of these days, all of these cups are going to be turned down. And the last Mustang standing has to go out and tell his story. And this podcast may be part of that story. But it's a unity, a fraternity like I've never been in. I love these fellows to death. We look forward to gathering every year. And uh, we even have a scrapbook. <laughs> and you see an old jackass on it, okay? <laughs> and, and before we started, it had a young Mustang, and now it's an old jackass. <laughs> but... Uh, it's got all the memories here, some pictures of the gatherings that we do. So, this is the last Mustang standing. It has the date of the death 
of each one of the people that have gone before us. And one of these days, there's going to be a number by all of us. But y'all, y'all are all 74, 75, 76. Coach Shaw, how, how old are you? How old are you, Coach Shaw? Uh, in two months, I will be 86 years old. All right. Well, so God, you, were, you were a young coach. You were a young coach for them. Right. Like 10, yeah. 12 years older than we were. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, About 10 years, 10 years older. So right now we have how many guys out here? 13? Uh, we were 12 on the team. We lost two. 10. Chuck couldn't make it this year. I've been trying to get 100% attendance for the, the, since the inception of this thing, and I thought I'd come close, but Chuck had a little heart problems, and uh, he was a little scared to come and make the trip this weekend. Oh, uh, Turn that mic down a little bit. Like, just tilt it toward There you go. Uh, and just the, the privilege of coming and witnessing this weekend has already kind of, you know, I've, I've laughed a good bit with seeing how y'all are still – I don't know, I guess y'all are still like these high school kids getting around each other and poking fun at each other and laughing and telling stories and and doing that. And there's only, you know, y'all are missing two players right now and God rest her. So what prompted, what prompted saying like, we need to get the band back together? What, you know, what, what was it? That's what what prompted it was my meeting with Coach, and 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 his recollection of us. You know, I thought. Did we you went. did you know that he remembered y'all so fondly? No, no. I, I I thought he might have remembered us a little bit and all of this, but but his memory was very very fine of 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 every game, bust of the situations, and 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 I said, man, we must have really touched him because he touched us. We we we. <laughs> We just next to our pops, coach was the man. I mean, he 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 motivated us. And man, if anybody took chicken shit and made chicken salad out of it, he did. So, <laughs> I, I know you asked Coach Shaw this last night, but can you ask him that same question again? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we all laughed about it last. The first night. answer was hilarious. I asked Coach. I said, Coach, what 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 game? was most memorable to you that something we might have done or, and coach I'll give it to you what's that I asked you what yeah. game what what was your most memorable and I answered that by saying any game that we won was memorable <laughs> so but then later on it came out uh, was it the Hammond game or yeah, the, well, everybody has a certain memories buster of something that they might have done good in that game, something that, you know, they, they made a tackle, scored a touchdown, uh, you know, threw a good block. Uh, you know, our, our kid Craig, Craig Boudreaux was one of our finest runners. He was a punishing runner. He, he, he ran over you instead of around you. And uh, he, naturally, he made all state. And I keep telling him, if it wasn't for Lawrence and I blocking for him, they wouldn't even know he was on the field. But but he 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 great run and a great guy. And and we 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 tend to jab one another, but it's good, great fun, and 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 love all these boys to death. And I cherish this weekend, and all of them just can't wait to come, and I can't wait to have them. 
So that's great to see that y'all are doing this and keeping up, and it's it just bonds the fraternity even more of this. And you know, now what we're gonna have, and you're gonna see later on, we have games, we have beanbag toss. Uh, we have cards, and oh, the, the, the competition is fierce. We get to fussing and fighting and hollering at one another, and then... Uh, Maybe we get an Indian be, leg wrestling game going or no, something. No, I don't think we get <laughs> None of us can raise our legs that high. <laughs> so, Coach, let me ask you this. It, it, is there a memory you have of my dad, Gary, whenever you coaching him about how he was as a player? Oh, yeah, I have a lot of memories. <laughs> Uh, good ones? <laughs> uh, good ones. Uh, as I said, we were uh, our two guards, uh, nicknamed Gabu and Tampu. That was our two guards. Neither one of them were big enough to stop light coming through a screen door. But, uh, uh, the way they played, I can see them right now coming off of that line, sticking their heads in there, blocking people, swarming to the ball on defense. As I said, it was it was just a want to mentality from the whole the whole team. And, uh, yeah, I remember have a lot of members of, of Gary and uh, Donald and Tom Poot. That was our three middle men. Donald Boudreaux was our center, which he's become quite heavy now. <laughs> he was a string bean uh, young man, but a good player and. Uh, it was just uh, they did things right and they played hard and uh, it was just unbelievable the, the games that we won. Did, now, did you have to mo- did you have to motivate them or or did they come in like we want to we just want to win we just want to dominate or was there? A I don't moment? remember actually motivating them. I just uh, you know I just coached them. I coached them hard. I. I uh, 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 my oldest son is uh, is in the electrical contracting business, and he got a job in Napoleonville redoing a water plant. And he brought his youngest son with him. Uh, Matthew's pretty good hand. My grandson was pulling some wire, and there was a boy uh, sitting next, uh, working next to him over here. And, he looked over and he said, uh, Shaw Electric Company, did you ever know a man by the name of Coach Elton Shaw? And Matthew said, pretty well, he's my grandfather. Said, the boy never looked up said, meanest son of a bitch I ever knew in my life. So, <laughs> I guess uh, we were a no-nonsense bunch. We, we coached hard and we played hard and we had good results. So what, was Coach Shaw kind of mean, or was he just he, he had a certain fear, expectation? He put the fear of the Lord in us, Buster. I don't mind telling him. We were scared as hell. He was, what, six foot four or something, 230 or something, and you had to look up to him, and when he talked down to you, he talked down to you, not talking down. He was looking down at you, and he talked with a voice that you said, yes, sir, and no, sir. You never said yeah, no. You always said yes or no. And and, and, and he just he just 
just was one hell of a man. Enjoyed playing for him. Enjoy him as the gentleman that he is. And and he's just an influence everywhere he goes. Kentwood loves him to death. Uh, they think he's God over there. Everybody does. He's just one hell of a fine man. Now, you were, you were coaching in uh, Kentwood, right? Uh, yeah, I coached at Kentwood. I, I coached... Uh, some in college, some in high school. I coached at Southeastern for four years. And uh, I, I went to Kentwood on two different occasions. Did you ever win the uh, championship, state championship? Yeah, I won one state championship there and played in the state finals two other times. Oh, man. I, uh, I interviewed a while back Dr. Toby York. He's from Texas, and he has, like, three state championships and he's got but hearing the similarities of hearing him talk about coaching and playing young men and what I'm hearing from you and from the players here the team as I've sat and talked to them it seems like back in those days it it was like we expected a we have a discipline but the players knew what was expected of them uh, like you said you never really had to motivate them because they had the the passion for it no, they didn't take any motivation. It, it, it was a want-to want mentality. They wanted to be good. They wanted to win. And they wanted to play hard. Man. So, so what was some of the in – in thinking back on those games, those, those ten games, what were some of the pivotal moments for you at that time you think that like in those games, what, what were some of your best memories on one of the games? Can you oh, can you break down any of those or? Well, uh, we opened up first game and we won. We beat Catholic High. The next week, Morgan City put us on and put it on us pretty good. They were they were, uh, uh, Gary said, a very powerful team. Then our third game, we played Hammond, who was good and. and we were just been beaten pretty good. Didn't know how we were going to do. Uh, Hammond had a good team, and we upset them, beat them six to nothing. And uh, that was one of my, my special memories of that year, beating Hammond. And uh, uh, from then on, and we we were good until the last. Well, we were good through the last game. And. Y'all shutouts. Y'all won eight games, and y'all shut out seven of them. We just didn't want them to cross our goal line, Buster. That's what it was. We 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 just had something that, hey, you're not gonna cross our goal line. And uh, what was it? it? Was Burma, I think, a coach that scored on us. Uh, but but we beat Burma. But yeah. we 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 they just scored on us. I think. Yeah, but uh, we beat them, and and and. It was something that you're not going to cross our goal line, you know. Now, one of the one of the other things that y'all talked about uh, in discussion with all the guys around here that it wasn't just though the players, it was the whole school that was going behind y'all. The other guys, the ladies, all them they 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 pushed y'all, they followed y'all, and they they supported y'all pretty well, right? Oh God, my mom and dad wouldn't miss a game no matter where I was. Uh, you know. We, we had a good following. Uh, 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 the people at Assumption High got behind their football team. And they got behind them, especially if you were winning. <laughs> it was like, why? Yeah, yeah we, had, we had tremendous support from the school and the community. And uh, 
It, it was just a good time. You know, Bust, I, 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 I like to pick on Coach Shaw. And uh, I asked him, I don't know, second, third reunion. I said, you know, Coach, I said, we got to be pretty good. I said, and, you know, uh, hell, about six games into the season, I understood that you could possibly run for mayor and win because of your football team, and that was because of us. I said, did they give you any special bonus or anything like this? He said, yeah, Gary, he says, I got to eat in the lunchroom for free two days out of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that is... That is hilarious. That's hilarious. So, yeah. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate it very much. Coach Shaw taking the time to sit Thank down and, and talking, talking to, to me about this. We're gonna we're gonna get some more guys in, and we're gonna have a, a I, good show. With I this. think we need to get a couple of other fellas in here. Anybody wants to step up to the mic, we can do it now. All right, everybody. So you just heard. Coach Shaw and Gary Gary Gabu Caballero, my dad, um, about their season. And now I'm sitting here with four more players. uh, And if you're watching the YouTube video of this, you'll be able to see they're they're all set up. They got their jerseys on. They gave me a ref jersey and a whistle. That'll get blown on them a little later. Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves. Tell me, uh, you know, your name, position, what you played. So. My name is John Costanza. I played linebacker and end. Greg Boudreau, halfback. Gerald Paco Marquette, end. So, gentlemen. Special bench warmer. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all can talk up a little bit, it'll help me. Uh, Don't be afraid to get in there. So, gentlemen, what what was it like playing for Coach Shaw? Just talk to him, and he seemed like he was a taskmaster. Yeah, I would say that he's uh, well-skilled at what he does for as young as he was at the time. He wasn't that much older, I figured, about 10 years older than yeah, us at the 10, time. Yeah, 26 He was 20, yeah. So what was, what was that like, you know, all right, y'all are 17, 18, and here's a guy 10 years older than y'all. He was scary. But we thought he was old, <laughs> way older than us, because he was a disciplinarian. Yeah. One thing that nobody will ever uh, witness or be part of in, in your generation, this was what you call total respect for a human being. Yes. Turn that mic 100% total respect. Now, I had fear in there. I'm not going to lie about fear. Okay. Yeah, right. But it was total respect. He could walk into the gymnasium. And all the boys would be in a corner raising hell, and he'd just turn around and look, and you wouldn't hear a pin drop. But he was also, what I can remember of it, we beat Burma not because we were a better team, because we outsmarted him. The halfback in the alley pass to him was would beat him. And he suckered him in with, with the dive players up the middle for about a whole quarter. And they were ready for it right up the middle. And when they fixed it to him, he was wide open down the middle, middle dropped the pass in his arms and touched down. But, you know, uh, Richard, the quarterback, had a great fake. Yeah. Because the end, I remember we went to the sidelines like that. And we were kind of open, too. But I kept praying, don't throw me the ball. <laughs> and Craig was open in the middle and went straight in. That's won the game for us, really. But we were, they were all coached. Every team was yes. out coached. Wasn't that we were that good? They were just out coached. And and if you really look at him, let's say he's walking into a room, and 
as young kids, you, you can we have much more weight on us than we did at that time. Okay? <laughs> a little bit more. A little huh? bit more, right? <laughs> and this guy was six foot something, massive chest, and walking in, you said, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> well, he, he was, was huge. Yeah, he was a guard, remember, for the Green Bay Packers at one time. Coach Shaw? Yeah. Coach Shaw. What? He didn't play yeah. a lot. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. I think he Holy. got drafted or something in the in between yeah. there. Probably yeah. the Korean War. Yeah, they Not went the to, Korean yeah, War. With the, one of the board. Whatever. One day, yeah. last, it was last year, a year before last, I sat on this this bench out here with Coach Shaw, and I said, Coach Shaw, I'd like to know one thing. How could you have been so mature at 26 years of age? And he said, Johnny, I'll tell you. He says, I was playing football for LSU. They drafted me into Korea. And in six months, I was ahead of 250 men in Korea. And that explained it. That's right. And it, it, he came back. Of, you know, can you imagine a young boy having responsibility for 250 men? He, he had, besides respect, it was dignity. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, another characteristic. Let me tell you something about that. You never heard him say a curse word. Never. No, never. And you had better not say a curse word. You didn't Until say we started doing right. these. Uh, <laughs> 50, 50 years later. Yeah, yeah 50 years later. I'm going to try it. I'm going to yeah, watch it. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, so y'all are okay. Y'all are delving, delving a little deeper into Coach Shaw here. So we have he played at LSU. Yeah. Yeah. Korean vet. Yeah. Played for the Packers. Right. Yes. And then he was ready to deal with y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that that led him up to dealing yeah. with this group here. And most of you got to realize we we had no talent. Now, no. Craig had a little bit, and T. Joe. <laughs> But the rest of us were nothing, just regular. Nothing. Had y'all, had, and Jerome was good. Had y'all played a lot before? Like, did y'all, like, from junior high or what? Or no. was this some of y'all's, like, first, second, third? I, I played as a junior. We played, oh, yeah, we played from elementary school to all the way up to high school. Okay. okay. We had different elementary schools. Yeah, had, we yeah, played against each other, matter of fact. In four elementary, schools. four schools. Four schools. Yeah. And y'all all grew up in Napoleonville, no, Assumption, Labbit, Parish. Assumption Parish. Assumption Parish. Assumption. Okay. So, but, but all different schools. So, Labadeeville, Bell Road, and Yeah. Okay. Napoleonville. He's Labadee. Napoleonville, and then Bell Road. Okay. All right. So, so, what what size school was it? Like four A, three A? How many? Double A. Double A. Double A. Okay. We actually were at the end of the bottom scale of being a double A. Okay. So y'all. So we played with schools that had way more number of students than what we had. Right. Because some of the schools y'all are talking about, like Catholic, Home, Thibodeau, all those. You know, when I was in high school, I went to South Lafourche, and we were five A. And I remember we played Assumption every every well, they, they moved, the, the brackets changed though in time. Yeah, they, they became the areas got more populated and, they, and, they're and all. Now, right? so. Yeah, they four. They're four A now. Right, but we were uh, segregated. Mm-hmm. See, in sixties, what are sixty five, sixty six? Sixty, sixty. I think it was more like sixty five, sixty six, somewhere around there. We were talking about that earlier, because they won the state championship in sixty four, I believe. Yeah, two years. Two after years after us. Yeah. Now we came also. In our senior year, we came in from coming off of the South Louisiana Championship. 
which was north and south in those days. It was no game with a losing record going to the thing. You either won your district or you didn't win your district, and you stayed home. Okay. Well, you know, Coach Shaw was a, really the ultimate coach, and his assistant, Louis Carlisle, and uh, Henry Robichaud. Henry we only had three coaches. Nowadays, they have like 10 coaches. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So they spent a lot of time with each individual, and they taught us. You know, we would get down and go against Coach Shaw. If you were lineman, you had a drill that we did with him. If you didn't do it right, then you did it with some other guy. Yeah. Uh, ends did it with tackles. Yeah. And the uh, halfback show went with Henry and with Henry, uh, yeah. Henry and, and Carlisle. I think the quarterbacks yeah. went with uh, Carlisle. Yeah. He, he just taught us. You know, he was a man we respected, and uh, he was our father. Yeah. You know, all of us had fathers, but he was a father to us at school and beyond. And on game day, you didn't say nothing. You didn't look at your girlfriend. <laughs> he said, I don't want y'all, uh, you know, I don't want you to talk to him. If you see him going down the hall before Stay school, focused. you remember yeah. that? Yeah. You couldn't do any of that. So you, your mind was focused on a game. Yeah. And, and really and truly, if, if you, you've seen the, the, our squad and the weight we, we had on each one of us, uh, we really were outclassed at every game. Really. We never, we never outweighed yeah. anybody. No. <laughs> no. And, and Thibodeau High at the time outweighed LSU's line 15 pounds to the man average. Let, let me ask you all this on this. Uh, when, when y'all were this age, what, what were y'all parents doing? Like, how did y'all grow up? I grew up on a farm. Okay. My daddy was a postmaster in Pointville. Okay. My dad had a ballroom, and then he became a tax assessor. Okay, that's interesting afterwards. We're going to break that one out afterwards. Another story. Farmer. Okay. And dad grew up on a farm, and I'm sure a couple other yeah. Or, or a couple of other teammates, all farmers. So y'all were y'all were farm kids. Yes. Y'all town. Yeah, small town, farm kids that y'all probably were doing things not aware of, like that the other teams probably weren't doing to prepare. So y'all were tougher. Y'all were yes. Y'all y'all weren't you know like we, a Catholic Catholics in Baton Rouge, no, right? No, no. We, we we were naturally tough. We were naturally. Had our strength came to us naturally. Mm -hmm. Let me tell okay. you about this guy right here. Okay. Moccasin. Moccasin, okay. We had two-a-day practices before the season started. Sometimes he missed a morning practice because he had to break corn all morning. Yeah. <laughs> he had to yeah. break corn all morning. Then he had to hitchhike. He had to walk to the highway, which might have been three miles, hitchhike to the main highway, then hitchhike another way. I took him home one time, and I couldn't believe what the hell he had to do to come home. And Coach Short took you home a couple of times. And, and, and so this guy is breaking corn all morning and then playing football in the afternoon. Can you believe that? And the kids said they wouldn't, wouldn't even break corn. For half an hour. Some of the schools we, we played had weight rooms. We didn't even know what a weight room was. No, we didn't was. have a weight. We didn't have weight. I didn't, I didn't lift weight until I went to college. 
damn bar. Really? No. Nice. And I put it over 150 pounds. Yeah. But y'all were raised a little different. Yes. Well, in those days, everybody everybody worked. Physical work. Yeah. Anything. Like I was, I don't know if I told you, but the guy on the, they'd have a box car full of gravel come up and a guy would get in there with a shovel and shovel it out in two days. Throw it on the ground, then turn around, throw it in a, 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 a little buggy with a yeah. horse and go right. dumping it. And so everything was physical, and there was no machinery or anything else. Yeah. So you, I learned how to, to run work. up on a on a on a two by eight board with a bushel basket of corn and throw it, so somebody would catch it and stack the corn in a corn crib. So, but then when you were running down the field and somebody was coming out, they were just a corn corn crib to you. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, it was that way with him. But I don't think we would have we would have had anything without these two. Okay, because because I can remember times, like I say, I have flashbacks. I can remember one time we were on a goal line for somebody's team. I slid in and took the end in. Here, here Craig comes around me and I hear pap, 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 pap in the end zone. He ran over three or four people. I'm looking at all on the ground and he's still standing up. And this guy right here was the same way. He could either run over him or run around him. He did either one of them. The other thing, if you want to go back to our, how we were reared in our day, if we went out and we got in at four o'clock in the morning, my dad said you got 30 minutes to get your clothes on. We had to go to work. Mm-hmm. When the time, it wasn't year round, but when corn had to be harvested, cane had to be harvested. If him and I go <laughs> get in whenever we got in, and we had to go to work. All right, so I'm, I'm curious about this. In nineteen, in the early 1960s, what was there to do in, in Assumption Parish till four in the morning? Oh, we wasn't in Assumption Parish. Okay, to leave Assumption Parish. One of the best things we used to do. Yeah, we used to doing grinding season, doing showcase. We get on the front of a car. I drive him. And we go we between the cane rows and shoot rabbits. Yes. And it was just like a shooting gallery. Doesn't that put that on the now, news? Then we, oh, that's okay. Then I think the Statue of Limitations is up. We call the sheriff's office to see where the game warden was. And if he was in Pankerville, we'd go behind Labrieville. Yeah. And if he was in we'd go behind Pankerville. And <laughs> <laughs> never did catch it. And then we'd skin him and cook him. And, and the other thing, if you didn't know what to do, you know, if you were bored and said, what are we going to do? You call this yo you yeah. up right here. Gary, yeah. what are we going to do? He'll figure out something. Right. Yes. You know, and the, we take off and go do something. The thing is, none of, a couple of them maybe had cars, but we didn't have cars. We didn't have cars. We hitchhiked. We hitchhiked. No, I, no, can no. you believe that in the Poinville, I used to, at, at about 10 or 12 years old, I'd get on the highway and thumb to, to, to Plottenville to his house. And my dad and parents saw nothing of it. Oh, man. 10 years old. That's how the, the whole mindset of that. Your mama would kick you out the house in Napoleonville and say, get out of here, I don't want to see you at noon. You run all over town, go play, because you could go anywhere you wanted. It was a whole, we yeah. never heard of anybody being kidnapped, anybody. Yeah. It, was a, it was an unbelievable, a different world. I used to hitchhike to New Orleans. That didn't happen them day. And no. then when my wife was in school in New Orleans, you know, that was after our senior year. But in elementary school, one of the players that's not here, Chuck, in elementary school, we'd hitchhike from 
practice, and I had a grandmother in Plottenville where your great-grandpa great and all were. And we one day we got in a truck, and we're in the back of a pickup truck just like moccasins, and we noticed the guy had a gun on the, uh, on the seat. So we had our football, we had to clean our own uniforms. So we took our uniforms and we landed by the Plotville Bridge. We just jumped off. He was going, he slowed down to about 30 miles an hour and Chuck and I drunk, jumped off. Never got hurt because we had the pads and everything. And uh, See, he had a gun in the car and y'all said, we better get out? We said, we better get out now. Okay. When he wasn't letting us off, we said, let us down at the Plotville Bridge, which is, you can see the church. They only had one bridge then. Now they got all kinds of bridges. Yeah. But uh, that's how. I, but we would trust anybody. I'd go anywhere. Could, I never yeah. had a car, but my daddy would, got a car first car when I was anywhere. fifteen. You could hitchhike anywhere, and, and they'd pick you up. People would pick you up. You know, I'm talking about strangers picking you up. Yeah. You know, they, right. it was just. It's, it's hard hey, you you don't have anything that y'all imagine a world like that. Yeah, it but is. We lived in that world, yeah. and it was a yeah. fantastic world to live in. It was, it was nice. It was. It was before any kind of computers, before anything like that. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was just a fantastic time to be raised on a bayou in, in that most, time. Most of us, except for maybe Gary and a few others, we we, we lived on gravel. We had gravel roads. Oh, yeah, gravel roads. We didn't have to lock the door with that. We didn't have black top or we didn't have keys. Yeah. The lock wasn't in. Nobody can even understand that. I don't no. think. We never locked our doors as, as, uh, as kids. Well, I, for me as a kid, you know, I grew up in Cutoff, and I can remember taking the 410 shotgun and me and my neighbors and my dad or one of their dropping us off at a, at a piece of property and you're like, all right, we'll see y'all later. Yeah. And we'd go out hunting in the woods with 410s, and, it, and we, were, we, we were like... 12, 13, 14, and then now it's like, I don't think I can do that, you know? No. Of course, I'd probably want to be going out in the woods with them yeah. and, you know, having some fun, but... No. No, we, we, we all had guns. As, as oh, we all had guns. <laughs> Shotguns. And yeah. We all hunted. You know? All hunted. All hunted. So what, what, getting back to the football in that season, what – Back what, to the football, yeah. what, what got us where we were at with that condition that that coach put us in. Yeah. Uh, he got us in condition. Yeah. We really didn't know that at the beginning of the uh, – or the end of the season that we were South Louisiana champions – that they were talking about our prediction was possibly two to three wins. Maybe. Maybe. And when he told you last night that what? He was, when we had that eight Surprised you the most. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but what That's I, true, okay? Well, the, the Subshit Pioneer, the paper, paper, put it in the paper. Yeah. You all can read it. You know, so what, we I, what I remember <laughs> also is that I, 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 start, I was playing linebacker, okay, on defense. And I never really understood what was happening until about the fourth or fifth game, you know? And then I could start doing And then by the time it was the end of the season, I dreamed of another season. <laughs> so yeah, well, by the fourth game, y'all were three and one. Yeah. So you yes. figured, hey, we Something won our two on. we yeah. were supposed yeah. to. Yeah. We lost. Yeah. And then the fourth yeah. one comes and you win that one, and the fifth yeah. one, and it's. That's right. And we had great but I defense. Really, I great didn't defense. understand it. I couldn't figure stuff out. And yeah. to show you how great Shaw was, if we ran a play, and you, you remember the names of them, backs crisscross. You didn't know. You didn't know who had the ball. We played. Hanville, yeah. I remember, and, I, was, and I, I guess I regret it now for being a smart-ass kid, but after the game, the coach came to me, uh, and, I was, and he said, well, what do you think 
about my, my offense. I said, sir, that's the sorriest offense. I, I mean, that was the easiest offense I ever played. I could see every play before it started. They ran, they ran a single wing. I said, I know who had the ball. I know where he was going. I said, your offense is a joke. And you know, but for us, you know, I regret being a smart ass like that now. But that's what it was. It was a joke. You, you know, you had really was it the opposing team or <laughs> the opposing team? Okay. The opposing team coach was walking off the it's field. Six and he, 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 the linebacker. He asked me what they thought about because he, he had put that single wing in. Uh -huh. No, it was simple. You, it was so easy. It's just like LSU would do. Right now, take the ball. Mike a little in. It's just like LSU does. They take the ball and they look back and the guy's 15 yards in the backfield and he pitches it to him. The whole world sees who has a daggone yeah, ball. Yeah. How dumb can you? But now you look at these other teams, the quarterback gets the ball, one back's going this way, one's going that way. You don't know which one has the daggone yeah, no, ball. No, you don't. Know who's going to get it? Which one's going to get it? So I remember that one well, about Harnville. One other thing that Coach Shaw and the coaching staff did is prepare us for every game. We knew what the other people were doing. They sent somebody. How did y'all yeah, know that? Because there wasn't film back then. No, but there was oh, yeah. scouting. Yeah. They, yeah. Had, they had we, some we film. film. Oh, y'all did? The eight millimeter. We, and they'd swap the films from each school. If, from one, if you're going to play that, and he'd send, we'd send uh, okay. some to them. They'd send some to us, and then we could see what okay. each team was doing. Well, in those days, how many players that we played against went to LSU? A lot of them. Lot I did. Them. I did hear y'all mentioning that about uh, yeah. well, the player. Joe Bruza, Don Schwab, Don Schwab, and the linemen, almost Ruffin all the linemen from L, uh, the Rodrigues. Yeah. The, yeah. Did, did any of y'all play college ball in here? I did. Great. Where'd you play? USL. Okay. UL now, but USL. Yeah. We, we, we'll call it USL. Let's yeah. do that for yeah. nostalgia and yeah. truity. Yeah. No, that, but uh, it, it was – that was different now. I mean, we had a coach that <laughs> that ran off when, he, when, we, when we went in as freshmen, which was 1963 uh, freshman class. He had only 18 guys left after his first year. And after the first after the first year of spring training, Falkenberry, uh, Russ Falkenberry was his name. And buddy, he worked us. This guy worked us. Well, he knew. One of the things that, and I'm gonna just take going a rant here for a little bit. One of the things that's being really pushed around with my generation right now is discipline. Uh, Jocko Wilnick pushes it out. His whole discipline is freedom. Discipline, discipline. It's not about motivation. It's not about waking up and feeling motivated to go do something. But it's the discipline to get out there and do it and do it and do it. And from what it sounds like with Coach Shaw, with his time in uh, playing college ball, being yes. in Korea, yeah. right. playing for Green Bay, and then all of a sudden, now he's got y'all. I, I don't think he motivated y'all. But I think he gave y'all the discipline, and y'all had y'all had the y'all just had the the brute well, force was, and the you respect. Gotta, you got to realize it was enjoyment for us. Yeah, we didn't have telephones and could play Xbox and all the stuff they do today. And television, I didn't watch television. Did y'all watch At television? Night, sometimes. No. At night. We didn't even have a television until black and late. white. Yeah. And, and it never worked. It was always on yeah, the line. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that was what we did. That was what we yeah. did, did, you know, and we liked doing it. And we, the thing is, we liked doing it as a group. One of my jobs. And that's why we, we, like brothers today, it's like growing up with 12 brothers. 
So in, in my job, when we had the TV, was to turn the antenna to get the snow off. The <laughs> yeah, go, <laughs> go outside. Go outside. <laughs> well, let, me, let me ask y'all this. After y'all win a game, what'd y'all do to celebrate? We can't talk about that. <laughs> come on, come on. Let's talk, let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. what did they did they have the, the soda shop or soda <laughs> shop? <laughs> we had basically we had the town and country in Donsonville, and we had the uh, one in Tibet. What was the one in Tibet? The club. W O W. No, no, no. no. Peacock, the college inn. College inn. That's college where we inn. went. College inn. You got to remember, those places had meat we could eat. They, they made sandwiches and footballs and yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff. We all could eat. And, of course, the other stuff. What's the other stuff? The other stuff. The other, what's the other stuff? <laughs> well, Basically, whatever you wanted. If Mostly you could, beer at that time. If yeah, you uh, could find a girl to come with you in the car. Yeah. You experimented. Yeah. <laughs> there were certain experiments you had to do. You grew as a player. You grew as a player. Yeah, you, grew, yeah. you grew in many places. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays we don't grow there anymore. <laughs> y'all have, y'all haven't listened. Y'all haven't listened to some of the episodes of this podcast. <laughs> so we, we had the song. But my dingling is a real fine oh, thing. It don't ling ling no more. It don't ling. No, that, that's that's funny to hear. You know about. Y'all kind of did things that we did after a game. You go somewhere, yeah, you, you, you know. It, it was high school, but yeah. for y'all, y'all didn't have the. Y'all didn't come in till four in the morning, and I guess if, if we're lucky to have a car. We piled into the car and we went somewhere. Well, we had camps but, to go to yeah, too. You know, yeah, we had, we we yeah. built a little camp on the bay and we'd yeah. bring friends. Some of them wore dresses, and some <laughs> them were, but we had it. We built our camp ourselves on on Bay Lafourche. Yeah. You know, we made Bay Lafourche famous. It was before the, before Donaldsonville had the dam and Thibodeau had the black and water. That's true. It was a real nice place to live. <laughs> Things have changed, buddy. Look, sometimes I, when I talk to uh, some guys that played in the days, and you tell them how old we are. One of the dealers said, what, what type of helmet do you wear? Did you wear the old leather helmet? <laughs> like, like, it was like, open. Like, yeah. yeah. The plastic did bend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. But we went back a lot. We, we go back a long ways. What? And we got a relationship. Yeah, we go to his house and go hunt rabbits behind his yes. house. A whole yeah. group of us, ten of us, would come and beat up his house, yeah. and we go go shoot rabbits. Oh, so we go somewhere. Oh, go to deal, and, and, and One night we killed twenty-one rabbits. I remember, and uh, I was cleaning them. And my daddy's helped to clean some. My dad's friend, young Coach Shaw, came by, so we gave him some, so yeah. he wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> and we kept saying, "Suppose the game warden comes, you know, where you all kill those rabbits." We said, well, they've been in the freezer for a long time. <laughs> Let, Let me tell you one of the deals with Coach Shaw and Coach Carl Allen and Coach Robichaud. My dad invited them after the season to come and eat at our home. And so they had rabbit, frogs, turtle. No, not squirrel. We didn't hunt squirrel, my dad. These Coach Carl Allen and them stood over the skillet where they were frying the frog because they heard the frog and the turtle jerk while you were frying it. So they wanted to make sure that <laughs> it, it, that was, it would jump out of the pot. 
So in that in that day also, let me ask you this, you know, the, the coaches, they were more involved in you outside. Was was that true? Like where they, they knew what you were getting into outside? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you realize they didn't make any money. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, they were invited to somebody's house. They came and they yeah. were friendly. You know, yeah. I think nowadays the coaches kind of stay away from people. Yeah. You have to, though. They have to, yeah. They have yes. to because of yes. different, different era, different like, times. Like y'all said, you know, coach would bring – Moccasin home yeah. at time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, you can't do that. No. 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 You can't. No. You can't be helpful and polite. It, it is no. different. It is yeah. from our time. Yes. Yeah. And I know a lot of times people say, "Well, boy, I'd love to go back." Well, you don't want to go back too too far. Okay. And I don't know if we can go back to that era. No, it's it's a, it was a period in time. It's That's over it. With. That's it. over with. Well, when we traveled away, we ate out a couple of times. Yes. We played Morgan City. Yeah. We, ate it, it, we beat them. Did we beat them? No, no, not Morgan City. Morgan City. No. We, we beat them. But he did feed us. Yeah. yeah. But we stopped yeah. at that. Uh, yeah. Chalmette we ate. Chalmette, we stopped in uh, Boutino. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Snails? Was that the name of that place we stopped off between New Orleans and... I don't we know racing in New Orleans. It was it Snells? They had one place we stopped off all the time to eat. Yeah, that was in Booty though. Yeah, Booty. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. One time, uh, when Dickie Brand was there, Dickie Brand was a. Well, we just gonna say Dickie Brand was Dickie Brand. Well, anyway, coach, this is he basketball. He wasn't on our family. He wasn't on our family. And Jay Clay, and Jay Clay, uh, we stopped off there to eat. And uh, when we come out, Dickie had gone by. You know how they got a little counter display with gum and. He had his whole court full of, he had stolen. Jay <laughs> Clay grabbed that stuff from him and made, but that's when I think he kicked him off the team. <laughs> now, you have other guys that were behind us. Yeah. I think we were the second team that coached. Coach? Yeah, yeah, I think it was second. He was coached the side, he was there. Huh? Third year. It was his third year. Third year? Okay. Yeah. Let, so, let me tell you a funny story about going to Snell's, okay? We went to that restaurant to eat. Uh, Lawrence went into the into the bathroom, and they had a fifth of whiskey, still maybe just just barely open. So he puts it in his coat pocket. Okay, so we're on a bus, and uh, you know you're supposed to be totally quiet, you know. And we're making the, what the hell, you know this. All of a sudden, Shaw stands up, and you hear him coming, boom, boom. Boom. My heart's starting to beat. <laughs> He's coming toward me. <laughs> My heart is beating. My heart is beating. Boom. He, he stands right there. He looks over. He looks over at Lawrence. He says, okay, give it to me. Lawrence reaches the out. Give him a pack of gum. <laughs> I almost, I almost faded. <laughs> Every time he moved, that bus would shake. We all get him done. Keep huh? talking. Did, did, he, did he say, "Give me the other one"? He didn't know about that. Well, I tell you what, fellas. Uh, we got a couple of more players in here. Okay. Why don't we swap it? I'm gonna let y'all go have some fun. Uh, but gentlemen, I, I appreciate y'all sitting down and telling me these stories. So, and we, I'll let y'all tell me stories of my dad off air. All right, thanks.
All right, so, everybody, we're is back. Is anybody I owe money to? You think they'll see it? Pro- probably, maybe so. I'm here now. We've got our next set of Mustangs, guys. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, give your name, nickname, and what position y'all played on this team? Jerry Barbera. Richard Talbot. Frankie Cassio. Don Boudreau, number 51. Number 51. All right, fellas, thanks for giving me the opportunity again to sit down and talk to you all about this. So, you know, we're, we're here, Mustang, 50, well, now it's y'all seventh or ninth year doing this. What, what, what did this team mean to y'all, fellas? What, what was it about for y'all? It was about upholding a winning tradition something that was began before our time a couple of years before our time we had a good quarterback in uh, Joey Sternfels and some good ball players and started a winning tradition and we were inspired by our coach to continue that winning tradition and we gelled as a team you move that mic a little more in. Yeah. Okay. So, you hear me okay now? Yeah. It's good now? Yeah, we're good now. Don't, I'm not starting over now. No, you don't have to. I can fix that part. So, I don't know. So, the, 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 the interesting thing about our group was that, as Coach, I'm sure, said, uh, or at least I think he said, we weren't supposed to amount to much. Right. You know, we were, we were and what was left over from a, a championship team and I'm not sure anybody knew what to expect. You know, from us. They even said in the paper, didn't they, that y'all were only supposed to win two or three. They quoted right. y'all. And, uh, yeah. and we ended up, you know, uh, as I told you earlier today, I think we were 28. I mean, you can count in the picture up there. I think we were, we were 28. And, uh, uh, 13, were we 13 seniors? Or 12, 12 seniors. 12 seniors. Uh, and 16 people that uh, you know were underclass uh, that, that without them we, we wouldn't have been able to practice like we practiced but we practiced hard uh, practice was was grueling it was tough uh, the two coaches were you know they uh, it had to be right you, you did it until it was right you know if you didn't do it right you kept doing it until it was right and, uh, and it paid off in games. I think we surprised ourselves. Uh, we weren't supposed to do much, but we sure did. We sure did a lot. The reason that we uh, weren't expected to win very many games, we were small, Jerry. And yeah. <laughs> just to remind everybody, the average lineman was about 150 pounds. <laughs> we had uh, T. Joe Landry, which is 200. He was the only one that had 200 pounds. Yeah. And today, the, the average weight is way up in the 200s as yeah. an average. When I look at the picture of, of your team right there, he stands out like right oh, there yeah. in the middle. Yeah. He was a big he was yeah, a big guy. That. He's about six inches taller than everyone else. Yeah, yeah he was tall. Yeah. Yeah. What now I, I asked the previous guys this. Growing up, what what did your family do? How what kind of when you were you know at that age, what were y'all working on a farm too or what? Sugarcane farmers, yeah. Okay. Well my dad was a shoe repair man. That's why I had the nickname Cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> I was a cobbler's son. Yeah. Yes, uh, my dad did carpenter work and he did some uh, fur trapping. Okay. So, but you had to work with him also. 
did some of that, yeah. I, uh, did a little roofing with him and uh, did some uh, trapping, uh, run the trap line with him in the swamp. And uh-huh. I was always uh, anxious to get back home and get out the swamp, so I'd be asking him how much further we have to go, Dad. <laughs> so that was my dad was a uh, car dealership, had a Chevrolet dealership in Poison, okay, which he took over from his dad, from his father. All right. Now, one of the things, and y'all just grew up in a different generation where I guess it was, you know, you. Let me back up a little bit. What do y'all think was the success, made a pivotal successful point in that season for y'all? What, what was it? You know, because everybody came in, a bunch of scrawny kids, not supposed to win. What, do you, what was it? Coaching, I would say. Coaches uh, groomed us and uh, inspired us to do our best and, and really overachieve, overachieve. Uh, and success. But, but as the season got started, I don't remember what happened in the jamboree. I think we played in a jamboree before the season started. I don't remember the jamboree. I think we lost the jamboree game. I, I don't know. Who did we play? It was one of the New Orleans schools. We used to go to Thibodeau and we'd play one of the New Orleans Catholic schools. I don't remember which one. Which one you did we play? No, no, I don't remember. But I'm sure we played in the jamboree, and I don't know how we did. But as the season got started and we started winning, it's kind of like – Maybe we're supposed to win, you know. But, but after that spring game against the seniors, I mean, things, yeah. things didn't look too they good. Didn't look you too know? good, but we started winning, and 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 the, every week, I think you know the confidence level kept going up, and yeah. the coaches, it's like, oh my God, I think that maybe they can win, you know. So the, the, the intensity and in practice went up, the level it just kept going up and up and up. Uh, and towards the end of the season, that's why we were so crushed at the end, losing you know the game at the end of the season that cost us a district championship. If we had been a, a poor team that had won two games, that game wouldn't have been you know just another loss. Yeah. But, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was it was a terrible loss. It was a terrible loss. Uh, but it just built up over the season, and we surprised not only ourselves but the community. We surprised our coaches. Uh, it, it just ended up being a lot different scenario than it was supposed to be. I think that it, we had this feeling that if we lost on Friday, the world would stop talking, turn it on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it would because Coach would get us out there on the field and make us work. What was it like walking in the halls during, you know, during that time, you know, knowing what, what was being done? Nothing. It wasn't Nothing. like that. It wasn't like that back then. You no, were just we were no, nobody was a superstar. You were just another student. Yeah. Just, there was no adulation by girls and, and all of that that I recall. Of course, I had a girl, had the same girlfriend, so that I'm married to now. So I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. There wasn't anybody chasing after me. That's for sure. The only rush that I would get would be running onto the field, home field, with the band playing, the people cheering, kind of gets you motor running, mm-hmm. get your adrenaline going, and we take it from there. You know and do our best that was uh and we all got along as you can see today yeah we all get along no super egos and no you know other than the baloney you hear sometimes <laughs> a lot of fun you know yeah but y'all are, you know me and my buddies come up here and, and we laugh around and i was telling my wife this this morning she was like what is it like and i'm like it's like looking in the future of, you know, me and my buddies where, you know, y'all are making fun of each other. Y'all are 
hashing out old stories that maybe you thought you hope they would have forgot or something but it, it, it's and I, and I said this to dad and uh, Craig last night when we were out here just you know true friend will stab you in the front and it's with y'all and what's going on and the laughing the joking going for y'all, y'all don't pull any punches but it's I think after everything said y'all are laughing about it and how does that how does that transcend 57 57 years you know because y'all hadn't got together except for in the the 50th reunion right y'all would see each other but then right they plan this yeah so what was it like when you got that call saying hey we all want to meet in mississippi and you know live relive the glory days i guess or remember them i don't remember uh, was it Craig that introduced me to what Gabu wanted to do? I just don't remember that. This, I guess that's all part of early dementia I, I heard, or something. But <laughs> I heard directly from Gary, uh, and I, you know, it's like, you know, how come nobody thought of this before? You know? uh, it was his idea, and uh, you know, he set it up, arranged it, uh, financed it. Uh, you know, and he's good at financing a party. You know about that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've never heard of this taking place with any other group, any other teams of the years before us or after us. It, it just doesn't happen. You know? No. Well, we're the envy of, of, of a lot of classes, I can tell you that. Well, they, they wish they were able to do what we do, but, but nobody's ever put it together. Well, we were fortunate to have uh, at least two guys with the ability to... Uh, do this, you know, being Gary and Johnny, who's uh, wealthy enough to uh, <laughs> not, if he, not if he keeps buying bells. Did you see, he bought oh, a bell yes, and he's yes. buying a chicken song. feed. That's chicken he's, he's decided to invest your inheritance into <laughs> something, something that will that yeah. cannot be stolen and that will gain value over years. Oh, so boy. that's your bell. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that, that may be uh, your inheritance, so take care of it. Yeah, but, but at the same time, there are people in other class groups just as wealthy, but you don't see none of this happening. This doesn't take place. So we're a special group in that you know aspect. I think the fact that you know y'all weren't supposed to win, but y'all did, brought y'all just closer and closer and closer and closer. So now even if. Uh, I think it was funny, you know, my dad came to visit me and, you know, we're, we had gone to Gallison and I said, we got to go run the boat and do some stuff. And it's me and my boys. And he goes, Tiki Island. Don lives there. Really? Well, let's go. That afternoon we were, we'll see the last we're, time we're sitting on Don's we porch. You know, we watched a film of uh, our first game against the Central Catholic. And I got a big thrill out of watching Craig break off left tackle and run all the way for a touchdown. Do y'all have that film? I still, yeah. Is it here? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't bring it. I have. I, I had a bunch of CDs. You have your CD here? I like to have. Get Wait. one for everyone. No, but I, no. I think we. I made you a copy. I, could, I thought I had made copies for everybody. You don't have a copy? No. Okay, I'll make some more. I'll make some more. I, I want to get some of that game footage. Uh, you got it here with you? Watch it. Give it to me after. We're going to throw it. Well, go find it. Don't buy any bells. So, you know, what, what Might be one of the trailers. I, I don't know if anybody's <laughs> talked about this, but one of the things that, that's interesting about our group is that Assumption Parish has Napoleonville, 
Labneville, Belrose, and Pierport, the four main mm -hmm. population areas. And when we grew up, each one of those schools had an elementary school football team. They kind of talked about that. And we were rivals. Yeah. And I, uh, Napoleonville's biggest rival was Labneville. Uh, and we played in Pierport. Remember, we had to jump a ditch to make a touchdown because the, the piece of land they had wasn't big enough. They had a, had a ditch across it, so you had to jump, jump a ditch to score. Uh, but we played in Latin, and we had a jamboree at the end of the year where we had a little round robin, and, and you would play for the championship. But we, we had that experience, and then we became teammates because we were opponents and then became teammates. So we, we already knew each other, had respect for each other. Sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I used to kick your butt, you know, and our lights come. Then we became teammates, and it, it really, it, it was really a, a, a unique thing. Uh, Paul Dufran that played for Labadeville, mm -hmm. who used to beat us all up, you know, when we played them. When Napoleonville played Labadeville, everybody was scared of Paul Dufran, and then all of a sudden you were his teammate. Is that uh, the same Paul? No. Okay. Yeah, he, Paul poor fellow, you know, died in a car accident about a year after. Paul was an animal on the football field. Oh, he, he was, I mean, he taught me, he, he taught me how to put a forearm in somebody's head that would make them think twice coming after you the second time. Uh, but he was a he was a tremendous football player. But, you know, we were we were opponents and then we became teammates. And one of the things we had, Jerry, was uh, I describe it as chemistry. In the 2017 Houston Astros, you can watch those boys play and how they fed on each other and encouraged each other to play well. And I think we had that. Did, Correct did me if I'm wrong, but when we were in elementary school, you used to go to ninth grade was like in Napoleonville. And then when we went to ninth grade, this is the first year they put the high school. That's exactly right. First year was four years. Right. right. Yeah. But before school. that, so the football teams had ninth graders. Right. We were eighth graders, and then we went to high school right. and then became Right. First grade and ninth right. grade. I think I remember that. I right. always thought that when we played Labadeville that Paul Dufresne had to be 20 years old. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was bigger and stronger than everybody else on the field. Let me ask you this. Y'all said y'all had this, this camaraderie, this brotherhood and everything. Was there ever a time where, like, you as the players had to get on another player and say, like, hey, you need to pick up your slack? Or, yeah. Well, I had uh, uh, Craig uh, in the Morgan City game as a running back got behind me because I was playing safety and he caught a touchdown pass. And Craig comes up to me and said, that's your man. I missed it. He got by me, you know. But that's the only time. But that, that wasn't something that happened on a regular basis. I mean, I think we yep. all knew that, that we were doing our best. Yeah. That we were doing our best. We were undermanned, undersized. We couldn't run, you know, five substitutes in. There were, there were very few changes between offense and defense. Generally, whoever was on the field, you know, was going to probably be on either a kickoff return or a kickoff team or a punt return or a punt team. There just wasn't that many people, you know, to spread around. No, you just said something that got me. You know, they y'all said y'all were undersized, y'all were undermanned. Do y'all think y'all were underestimated? Might have been. Uh, some other schools might have been. Yeah. In the beginning? Us, yeah. yeah. I mean, towards yeah. the end of the season, after we shut out most of the people we beat, I think everybody yeah. kind of, you know, stood up and took notice of us, you know. Like y'all came out the first game and y'all beat them? 
The second game, y'all had lost. But then the third game, fourth game, y'all won. And if you go by the papers recollection, y'all were supposed to have, uh, you know, by that third or fourth game, that was it. And then the fifth game come. And the, third, the, the third game we lost. Yeah. Because we uh, – we beat Ascension Catholic the first game. We beat Hammond the second game. Okay, okay. Okay. We lost to Morgan City. No, that was the third game. That was the third game? I'm sure. I, I got a. Uh, I can't believe I can't find my scrapbook. I got a schedule at the house. I got it in. Okay. And I got all the scores in the, in the game. But I'll go back and check but it out, and you may be right. But as uh, he had said, you know, didn't really – John said this, I think uh, – didn't understand what was going on until about like the fifth game or so about what y'all were doing. Did y'all did y'all have that or did y'all like know like hey we're we're beating these guys we're well we, we knew after the um, and I'm sure coach knew after the spring game against the seniors that we had a ways to go. Yeah, uh, we needed more practice, more playing time, you know, more drilling. More, more laps, more sprints. To give what? credit to the coaches. I yeah. mean, yeah. they knew yeah. what they needed us to do, yeah. and they communicated well with us, and we responded because they they were good coaches. We had two quality coaches, and one assistant coach was Henry Robichaud. He was a pretty good coach, but see, Coach Carlisle uh, was the coach of the backfield. Coach Shaw had the line. So we learned a lot from Coach Carlisle, who went on a couple of years later and won the, uh, the championship, the state championship. Mm -hmm. We had two excellent coaches and one good assistant coach in uh, Coach Henry uh, Rubbishaw. So that, that means a lot when you have good coaches because you can have a bad coach and you can have good ball players and not be successful. Right. Yeah. Y'all had the kind of seems like oh, the perfect combination of, you know, good coaches, guys wanting to win, and then everybody else kind of underestimating y'all, which can, you know, be a motivator at the same time. Well, coach. And y'all had that discipline. Coach says on a regular basis that we shouldn't been, should not have been on the field with some of the teams that we were our class, and yet we would win some of those games. Yeah. So. And, and we still take pride in that, you know, and especially the fact that we shut seven teams out. Of course, the two games we lost, we were shut out. So what, what it kind of brings it back down to earth, you know. Yeah. What was y'all most uh, memorable game? For me? Yeah. It was uh, against Berman. Why Berman? Because I suppose we, we was, wasn't supposed to win the game. They were big. They that was were, the first game? No, that was down. Yeah, midseason or so. Okay. And, and, and uh, they were beating me up pretty pretty good. And uh, and uh, coach sent in a play. I don't know what quarter that was. The half back in the alley pass. And I dropped back and threw the ball. And Craig caught it and scored. Because I never saw him because I was on my butt. And, you know, as soon as I threw the ball, it was, I did, did, you know, knock me on my can. You know, so. but, uh, that was a district game, right? Yeah. 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 Berman, Shaw, Met, Tipito High. Who was the other district? Berman, Tipito High. Franklin? Wasn't it Franklin? No. 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 Berman, uh, Shaw, Met. There's only like four or five. I think Berman, Tipito High, Shaw, Met. 
Y'all think that was it? Might have been. What, that was it. What about you guys? What, what was y'all memorable game? I know. Judge, you, you, what was your, you already told me yours in the kitchen, but can, can you break it down again? Your memorable game? My memorable game? Because uh, this is. I think the Hammond game was my most memorable game because I'd never been so physically exhausted. It was so humid. Uh, and it was just, you know, at, at the end of the game, I mean, it, it was a hard-fought game. Uh, both teams at the end were walking around on the field because nobody could run anymore. Uh, I had a picture of myself after the game. I don't know where it is today. I've lost it, but I, I look like, you know, somebody hooked me up to a track and dragged me, dragged me across a couple of rows, cane rows, you know. Uh, it was just exhausting. But, uh, and they were bigger than us, supposed to beat us up. Uh, uh, had a couple of big running backs, had some big linemen. Uh, we were just, you know, I think better coached, faster, uh, and, you know, they, we were always prepared. We had, you know, they'd look at film, uh, and, and after every game, we'd watch the game film, and he would point out stuff. Sometimes you didn't like to hear what he said, but... Was he intimidating as a coach? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I remember, I remember we, we went scrimmage St. James, I think, and we got the shit kicked out of us because they were state championship. Huh? Well, no, it was. I think it was St. James, and we came back, and he wanted to get the lights on at the stadium when we got back. It was like, and the next day was Labor Day, and he got practice at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Labor Day was hot. We ran sprints all day long. Remember 100 yard sprints. After every game, we'd all get together as a team and watch the film. And he would point stuff out. He could have done a better job. That's a block that should have been made. And it just kind of sunk in. That's effective coaching. Yeah, that's right. He's just pointing out things. Not, not criticizing, but pointing things out that you know might have made a difference in the game, and, and we were winning you know, eight of the ten games. That he was but it didn't about. matter, though. But he was pointing out things. I don't remember what he said about the two games we lost. Well, they, after the Tibble High game, we didn't meet again after that. that. That was the end of the season. But, uh, but yeah, effective coaching. Uh, physically, we were probably better than than everybody we played. Physically, we were better than all of them. We lasted longer, and we had more endurance, and we were still, in at the end of the game, were able to execute uh, because of the condition. And watching some of the film, Jerry, what impressed me was our energy. We cut with break huddle and rush to the line. Oh, yeah, because if you walk to the line, that got pointed out. You, you know, break the huddle, you're running to the line. You're not mm -hmm. walking to the line. Uh, it was the energy. You know, we were yeah. excited to be there. It was one fan on the other. Yeah. Oh, man, that's – Yeah. I mean, I've, I remember uh, when we would travel and we'd go to Baton Rouge, we'd go through a, we'd go through Napoleonville because we'd stop off and see Mama and Papa. And every time, we'd have to stop and pull off in front of Assumption High. And my dad would make us all get out and go see the bit, the Mustang. And, oh, yeah, and there's pictures of us in front of it like this was a pilgrimage to him. And uh, 
in, in understanding now what's going on with this group, I can see why that was so – I didn't have that for me for high school. I'm going to pass by and I'm going to be like – with my kids, and I'll be like, yeah, I went to school there. But for him, and now sitting here and seeing y'all do this, it's it understands a lot more about what y'all did in that time. So You know what I don't remember? How did we get to, to the football field from school? How did we get there? Did we ride a bus or did we walk? Yeah, Blanchard was the driver. And Rode he a bus. Yeah, it was on a bus. Mr. Yeah. Harold Blanchard. Harold Blanchard, yeah. Blue's yeah. daddy. Yeah. yeah, Kenny's dad. Yeah. Yeah. But we practiced and all in the West high school football field was, even though we went. You see all that? But we yeah, practiced, we practiced uh -huh. across the body. Yeah, right. We practiced on the on the field that was behind the old high school. Okay. Where we went to school across the body was the new school. But there was no stadium. There is a stadium now. Okay. But there was no stadium, so we had to we had to travel across the bayou. And I don't know if we rode a bus or you could drive your car if you had it. Sounds like coach made y'all swim with your stuff ahead above y'all head. Yeah. We had to go. I don't know. Some of us may have walked across the Black Bridge. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they allowed us to do that. Coach Because the high school had become an elementary school, and the stadium. Uh, the field, you know, we practiced on that field, played on it, had no grass on it. You know, by the end of the season, it was, if it rained, the, the ground was like concrete. It was full of cleat holes and, and you know, trash. I mean, it was, it was just horrible to practice on. When it got cold, it was like concrete. It was horrible. Um, but that was it, you know. Well, uh, one thing I've noticed that, uh, and Jerry was talking about the uh, Hammond game. I have no recollection of that game at all. You get knocked out? No, I might have, but I don't remember that game. And I only remember bits of some games. Yeah. Just a little bit, tiny bits. And, uh, but that particular game... Nothing. I have no memory at all. But I did have a concussion in the spring game, so maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> it sounds it, it from the reoccurring theme. It sounds like Hammond was the the big game for a lot of y'all. For me, it was Berman. Berman, well, Berman for you. Because I have no memory of the Hammond game, so I, you, <laughs> you know, might I can't not have been there. Can't <laughs> you might have had to be in the field with the game. I might not have been there. I don't know. I have no memory at all. Well, fellas, I, I appreciate y'all sitting down and taking the chance to, to share this information with me and our listeners. Uh, man, and I appreciate y'all allowing me to come in here and, and learn this and, and understand this. And That's interesting. I don't remember any of it. I don't remember any of You know, I, I have more memory of the 60 season than I do of the, of the 61 season. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say that. In the uh, Ascension Catholic game, you and uh, Steve Thibodeau played quite a bit because we were leading 25 to nothing. And we saw you on film. Uh, you on defense and offense. Now, Steve, we got, we got I think you were playing safety. CD. Yeah. Yeah. I think Steve it's time. Steve was a cornerback or something. Yeah. Thank you, Buster. Hey, we went on fellas, thank you all. The, the, the I appreciate it so much, y'all uh, right. sitting down uh, and telling me these things. So. Yeah, go ahead. You know, I practice every week, and I didn't get to play much, but it was a, a real yeah. life lesson. Right there. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody. Really life uh -huh. lesson, not to quit. Not to be, I mean, that was my interview with the class of 1962, Assumption High School seniors. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed 
making it and hanging out with these guys and learning from them and laughing and teaching them about technology and being able to go back and look at films with them. Guys, this is what the Good Old Boy Podcast is all about. Good old boys have no age, no creed, no language, no anything like that. If there's a good old boy, he's a good old boy. And these guys are it. I hope when I'm their age, I'm still getting together with my buddies in the middle of the woods in Natchez, Mississippi. And at this time, as always, thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Please like and rate us. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, say hi to your mom and him.